Hey girl, you trying to hit this? Oh, you know exactly what I need. <laughs> What's up, you filthy fucking stoners? I'm your co-host, Jamie Lee. And I'm Emily. Welcome back to another episode of Two Girls, One Blunt. Today we have on a very special guest. He's not that special, but <laughs> his name is Matt Ross. <laughs> All right. I'm just that was kidding. a great intro. I don't like how this is going already. <laughs> no, um, great guy, great tattoos, great comedian uh, who lives... In, in West the, Palm Beach. <laughs> not <laughs> Miami. He's not, not a West a, Palm Beach. I'm not a Miami comedian. No. But yeah. he's a comedian. And you say I that derogatorily. I do. <laughs> I say that with the most offense. And I hope that some Miami comics see this and take offense to it. <laughs> what if they don't book you? I don't give a fuck. I hate coming down here. Really? Yeah. No, I hate Miami. <gasps> what do you hate about uh, it? I just think it's, I could, first off, getting anywhere is impossible. It took me an hour and 20 minutes to get here. Holy shit. Um, what else do I hate about it? Comedy crowds are stupid and vapid and they think everything is about them. Really? Oh, damn. Also, and this is just a part of, uh, this is just a part of the city of what Miami is. And that's not their fault is that if you're, so like if you're doing a comedy show, even if you're doing like a 10 PM show, which is the late show. Um, that's like the first thing that they're doing. That's their pregame yeah. to something they're going to do later. That's true. That's not the ideal comedy crowd that you want to be like, so my life was like this and this is why it's funny. <laughs> they're like, talk about croquetas or whatever you guys fucking do down here. <laughs> so, what are croquetas? They're already to party. Y'all know what croquetas are? I don't actually. How long have you guys lived here? No, croquetas are... No, is it a breakfast? Is it um, it's chips some, and... It's, no. <laughs> Wait, what is that? What did we have in Mexico? Oh, chilaquiles. It's not Mexico. That's chilaquiles. <laughs> Croquetas are Cuban. Well, you can't just bunch them all together oh, like that. Oh, God. Oh, boy. Canceler. Yeah. Colonizer. Oh, Colonizer. <laughs> yeah, you're like, whatever. Chilaquiles, croquetas, they're all the same. <laughs> Um, actually Miami is the only place that I've ever been asked, like, what am I? Yeah. Because and you could be anything. No one you thinks really I'm could. white. Like no one assumes I'm white. And I'm like, no, I, really? There's a bunch of Hispanics in disguise in Miami. There are. They just look white. They look like fucking you and Emily. And then they just start speaking Spanish. I yeah. know a lot of people come up to me no. in the supermarket, start speaking Spanish. They're like, are you from España? I'm like, no, no. No. I can't speak. So sorry. Lo siento. Lo siento. <laughs> Emily has been practicing speaking Spanish with the maintenance men in the building. That's fun. How's they that going? I'm, I'm sure they love it. <laughs> they love it. They come by and they give us stuff. They're like, oh, Emily needs a ladder. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm sure that it's the Spanish. Yeah. I'm it's sure not that's the what they like. It's not your fucking He just looked. Jugs. I just saw the quick, the quick down look. It's almost <gasps> like a. slap him now. I, I've been catching so many dudes looking at my boobs lately. Lately? What do you mean? (laughs) (laughs) This has only been a problem as of recent. Like you you just bought them yesterday. They're real. I know they are. That's what I'm saying. She's had them since like fifth grade. Exactly. And that's how long people have been looking at them. Yeah. I guess I just noticed more recently. Like I've been catching like the really Mm -hmm. quick glances. And I'm like, you're not fucking slick. You're not fucking slick. You know? Like David the other day. Oh, he's just, I was like, Emily, what's, or what's the best quality about Emily or something? And then David just goes and stares at her tits and I'm like, come on. He's like her personality. Yeah. Yeah. She's hilarious. (laughs) 
<laughs> Which is actually funny because my dad told me women can't be funny. Really? Women do up. have a really hard time being funny. I'll give him that. What? <laughs> <laughs> you fucking asshole. I, I, so when I, I did a show in Oklahoma recently and my feature brought like a guest set who was a lady and she just did like a seven minute set. And uh, her opening joke was, don't worry, I don't think women are funny either. And <laughs> the crowd lost it. That's, it was such a beautiful way funny. to address the stereotype of women not being funny in a funny way. We are funny. You guys can be funny. People always say like, uh, people always say like women, like female comics aren't funny. And like, there aren't as many well-known female comics, but I think that's just a numbers game. There's just less of you guys trying. Do you think Mm. is there's less of us trying or we're not funny or do men just sexualize us? So the first thought when they're like, people are on stage or they're trying to be funny is like, we're an object. We're not like, you're not laughing with yeah. your boys. You know well, what I mean? Yeah. There's certainly, <laughs> there is certainly a level of disrespect that you guys get immediately from, cause like comedy is like a power thing. Like it's, so for somebody to be like, you're making me laugh, but you're a woman. There's definitely men who feel that way for sure. And they sexualize you. Yeah, for sure. Being comedy is one of the stand up comedy is one of the few things, the few like performing uh, arts, if you will, where being like an attractive person doesn't actually help. It doesn't help it at all. It doesn't help. No. I feel like I've had to almost like dress down. I started doing that and I hated yeah. that because I, di- I didn't feel good. Like I felt good when I like wore nice clothes and got mm-hmm. on stage. And then I was like, okay, I'm confident. So now I can take that confidence and f- have a flow. Yeah. Whereas like when I'm feeling shitty and then I get on stage, like my overall energy is just like down, you know? Yeah. A hundred percent. But everyone was like, yeah, don't have your boobs out. That was like the yeah. first piece of advice. There's a lot like, um, I have a couple, you know, comic friends who are girls and the things that they tell me about like what I should, they should and shouldn't wear and the advice they've been given by me. I'm like, that's crazy. The only thing anybody has ever, ever told me about what I should wear is don't wear shorts on stage. Really? Really? Yeah, that's like a that's a pretty general rule. Like I've done it before. It not it's just not I don't know what it is. It can be distracting. It's like not professional. But then again, when I don't wear I'm wearing like Vant. I'm I have a show later. I'm going to wear this except I'm going to put jeans on. So it's yeah. not like I'm wearing a fucking suit. So it's kind of weird to it's be like comedy. don't wear shorts. Yeah. But yeah, that's but the only like thing men, I've ever heard. If men are attractive, they do well with comedy because if you have like women behind you, I feel like for your audience and fans, yeah. like women are so supportive. Like our audience online is mainly men. And so they're not commenting as much. They're not engaging. If you have a women fan base, they will comment on everything, share your shit, support you. Like they're like, your fucking girlfriend. Yes, queen. You know, yeah. like I'm thinking about like Matt Rife. Like yes. he's funny. Oh, he's very yeah. funny, but he's beautiful. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I just featured for a guy named, um, Connor King, who's, uh, oh, I that love sounds him. Really familiar. He's yeah. the one who's going to come on our pod. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's also, I feel like he started in Boston. Maybe, uh, maybe he's didn't, I, I, I could be, know. I don't know. He was in Chicago either way, <laughs> but he, uh, he was Joe. We were joking cause he and I, he's gotten much more of a following than I do, but he was joking about how his whole following is like gays and girls. Mm-hmm. That's a great and following it is. to have. It, it truly is. Yeah. 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 Following to have. Yeah. He, I love, I like his style of comedy. I think he hits every time, like every joke mm-hmm. that I hear. He's a funny guy. Very nice. Yeah. But what, what would you say your style of comedy is? Uh, I don't know. I don't really know any, I, I just have a hard time answering that. I do. I talk a lot about my life. I like to 
sort of tell stories, I guess. I wouldn't consider myself like a storyteller, but yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah, mostly like just stuff humor. that's about my, about my life. I don't really get too dark. Sometimes people think it's dark. Like I'll talk about like sobriety and stuff or like I'll joke about and being they go like, oh, instead of yeah, laugh. I'm like, Stop like being a how pussy. I used to be addicted to drugs and people be like, Oh, and I'm like, I'm the one who was addicted. It's, not <laughs> it's me. You guys, Hi. I'm sorry that my life is making you sad, you know, but yeah. <laughs> it's whatever. I've definitely, I remember, okay, we went to see Jeff Ross and I, I had done a show with him in LA and then we like part, everyone like partied after. And so when he came here, I was like, oh, we'll be at your show. And so he called at the end, he roasts everybody. And mm-hmm. I was wearing my dad's mugshot. My sister, when my dad died, my sister got us t-shirts with his mugshot on them. That's a free Eric. shit. I mean, that's dark. That's really dark. That's kind of our family humor is like super dark and fucked up. So I was wearing that and he's like, who should I roast? And he's like, I know that redhead, like come on stage. And so I come on stage and this was like the ultimate bomb. (laughs) And for me, I guess him too, but he uh, starts asking about the shirt. And then he, I was like, oh, it's my dad's mug shot. And then I'm like, he's like, well, where's your dad? And I was just like. He's dead. <laughs> and Damn. then the whole audience just was like quiet. Oh, and it wasn't funny. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm wearing his mugshot. Like we can laugh about this together. Yeah. It doesn't have to be weird. And he's like, I don't know what to say to that. I'm so sorry. Do you need a hug? <laughs> and then he like hugs me. Did you wear it on purpose because you were going to a Jeff Ross show or like, did you, is that just in your wardrobe? <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm going to a comedy show. And I felt like wearing a big t-shirt and I was like, I looked at it mm. and I was like, I'll just wear this. It's, it's fitting. That's wild. I just love to imagine your sister like going to a t-shirt print shop. <laughs> she's like, this is what I want made. And they're like, oh, this is fun. Is he out? She's like, well, he's free in some way. Uh, he's flying high. Let me let me tell you what. He's not in jail anymore. Yeah, he's yeah. out of jail. That's crazy. Yeah, he got out on good behavior. <laughs> and he, and, oh, <laughs> he was a drug lord. He got out on good behavior. And then... Was out maybe like six months. And he died? Yeah, he got back into drugs. <sighs> Fuck, that's not good behavior. No. Yeah. Mm. All right. Well, yeah. <laughs> so you're I've at- reached my limit of joking about this topic. So oh. <laughs> <laughs> see, now you're uncomfortable. Uh, are both of your parents alive? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, both of my parents are alive. <laughs> thank the Lord. You have, Either, a, yeah. you have a good relationship with them? Yeah, I have a good relationship with my parents. I don't know my biological dad, but... Sam. Yeah. Team no biological Whoa. dad. Hey, what's up, dude? <laughs> what, you know your dad, pussy? Shut the fuck up, dude. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, your dad doesn't have two families? Crazy. Right. Oh. My, My dad, dad had like did. four. Whoa. Yeah. That kind of comes with the drug four? territory. Well, this was before. Oh. He had like four wives before my mom. Then married my mom for 13 years. Fuck, dude. I Wait. caught him cheating. He wasn't a faithful guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Player. He yeah. was going through it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, My dad super like, moved away when I was like a baby for like a job. And I believe if I remember the story right, like the whole, his thing was, I'm going to come back and visit and we're going to stay. And then like within like six months, he had like a fiance there and then just kind of never really came back. I oh, know who fuck. he is, where he lives. I sent him a letter like a couple years ago because I got all like emotional. I was like in like early sobriety and I was like, I'm going to write him a letter. And, uh, you know, like I, I wrote him one and he, I'd never got anything back. Oh, 
of soul Damn. crushing. It was right after he moved, so I don't know if maybe he's that's like, a who's Matt? <laughs> he like doesn't even know. It's he's you. like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. yeah, but he's got you know he's got like kids and stuff. He I've got two older half sisters that he had before me. Oh, and then he Are had me. I know. I talk to them. I talk to one of them sometimes. Okay. Um, the other the other ones follow me on Instagram. Well, you and, know, they're uh, showing their support. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks for the follow, Emily and Aubrey. <laughs> and uh, and then uh, I have he has a, uh, another son that I've seen on, like, Facebook. He's yeah, – all of them, they, uh, they all talk, but not – Yeah. Eh. Oh, that's rough. The other yeah. family, that's a hard realization to come to. I think it's, I had an older brother, too. Yeah. It's definitely weird, but um, I also – like, my – Dad, like my stepdad, who I don't really call my stepdad. He's daddy. You call him daddy. Yeah, I call him daddy, and uh, that gets weird, but it's fine. <laughs> you and, call your mom uh, mommy? No, my, me and my mom both call uh, Jim daddy, so it gets kind of competitive at, at Thanksgiving. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, he's my dad. He's cool. He's been around since I was. A Is baby. That? Since I formed a consciousness, that's who's around. That's so, really sweet. I call know. I call my stepdad dad too. Yeah. But they he like adopted me. Like they got my birth certificate changed. Mm, okay. So, so we it didn't says do that. Eric. That's next my mom level. didn't even take my stepdad's last name. So oh. did she keep yeah, the old she guy? She kept her name. She's a boss bitch. No, she oh. didn't have her his name either. She's got her fucking name. That's what, her. that's what I have. I have Ross. So. And you have your mom's name? Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And you'll pass that on maybe? I'll maybe pass that on. Do you want kids? Yeah, I would love to have kids, just not now. Yeah. You know, so scary times to live in when you love raw sex and uh, (laughs) not having babies. In South Florida. Oh, God. Rough times, but you know, Uh, I'm a white man. I'm sure I could figure it out. (laughs) (laughs) Raw sex scares me, but I have an IUD, so also I would abort it. Oh, it's absolutely. Like an easy, it's an easy decision. Would we be able to abort it in Florida or would we have to travel? Yeah, I think you still can. That's so exciting. Yeah. You still have rights. I don't know for how much longer though. Yeah. They're really cracking down on you <laughs> ladies and your rights. Have you ever had an abortion? Yes, I have. How many? Uh, two. <laughs> One that I didn't know about until like six months after. It was a very weird situation. Why would she oh. tell you after? It was so weird. And this is a person, I still have like a, like a friendship with this person, but it was very weird. It was, we had a very weird, like back and forth. And then. Were you dating? Not really. It was, you know, we hung out a lot, but never put a label on it or anything like that. And then yeah. didn't work out. Got, I, she blocked me and then unblocked <laughs> me to have a conversation with me and then just sent like a, like a picture of the ultrasound, which doesn't have anything on it, by the way. She was just like, this is my womb and your child <laughs> is in there somewhere. Figure out which dot it is, is basically what it was. Oh man. Yeah. It was kind of, it was kind of wild. Have you ever had an abortion? I have not. Me yet. either. I Damn, sometimes. dude, get on the train. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> then I like think I'm like, am I infertile? You know, because yeah. I've dodged too many bullets, like more bullets than I can count. Yeah. I, People always say it's like, oh, well, it's harder to get. There's really only a certain time frame women can get pregnant and blah, 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 blah. But it's also I'm going like, to tell you, I've been came inside during that time frame. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it just doesn't, sometimes it just doesn't work, you know? Yeah. Honestly, I think that I just had a toxic womb. <laughs> Yeah, maybe it, just it was the sperm. Well, so much like trauma that my body was literally like not a good 
breeding ground, you know? Mm-hmm. It was like, no, this is not good conditions for a baby to be made. Yeah, maybe Sky Daddy doesn't want you to have a baby yet. You know Sky what I mean? Daddy. I sometimes I wonder if I even want one. I do want kids because I have so much love to give. Like that's why I have cats. Yeah. But like <laughs> I think about the state of the world and I'm like, oh, do I want that? And then I'm like, are there any men that I would look at and be like, you could be the father of my child. You have to make sure they're not a pedo. You have to make sure that they're like loving. And you might not find out they're a pedo until it's too late. late. Oh God. And you find out because they're like, my kid's kind (gasps) of (laughs) hot. Did you hear about the TikTok? Um, Girl, she went viral. It was like a woman. She was married for like 13 years and her like husband had just redone their second bathroom, which their daughter showers in. And she was in there and the light wasn't working like because the shower typically had a light through and she had a shower in it because her shower wasn't working. I don't know. So she went to go fix the light, unscrews the shower head. There's a fucking camera in there and he's been watching his own 16 year old daughter shower. So before he got home, she grabbed all of her kids grabbed their shit and left and was like, I don't know what to do. And went to TikTok. Blew up. (laughs) The world we live in sucks. That's crazy that she's like, she didn't know what to do. She went to TikTok. (laughs) She was like, I know what this will be. Great content. (laughs) I know. TikTok is the new, like, I don't know. Street The new 911, apparently. TikTok is like the new Reddit. Just everything it's like the new GoFundMe. You just go on TikTok and you're like, here's my story and I need money. And people will just send you money. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, I know. I wish I, I wish I had that kind of clout on TikTok. I mean, I have that kind of clout on TikTok and no one sends me money. Like, me I think money. they're like, she's fine. And I'm like, no, I'm not. No. <laughs> I need help. Help. Because I'm I've, giving my money to everyone else. I personally never lived in a time in my life where I'm like, I don't need money. I'm, I'm always like, I, I'm always accepting donations. Yeah. <laughs> That's where I've been my whole life. Yeah. If, um, so are we, mm. if, so if you guys want to donate to us, my Venmo is at Jamie, J A I M E hyphen Simmons, S I M M O N S. And what is yours? See, mine's a lot easier. Mine's Matt Ross comic on Venmo, Matt Ross comic on cash app. That yeah. is really easy. It's super easy. You have such like a, a white boy name. Matt Ross, I know. My middle name's Steven too. Oh, wow. Matt Steven Ross. Matthew Steven Ross. I have three first names. I was acting. Wow. All right, next subject. Was, I believe in. <laughs> do I. Would I fuck sluts? Never. <laughs> Are you a slut? Ew. <laughs> Gross. Other people have been in there? No. We're actually just going to cut the episode right there. That's the whole thing. We're going to have a clip out of you saying that. Just me being like, I would never fuck sluts. (laughs) Gross. Have some respect, ladies. (laughs) And then the lock thing. Yeah, the lock thing. What are your thoughts on Andrew Tate? (laughs) I actually don't. I've never watched an Andrew Tate video. Really? No, I don't really get it. I don't think it's funny. And I obviously don't like, from what I know, I don't like vibe with whatever he's saying. What I do think about the situation is funny is that he's more than likely just doing a character and just pissing a lot of people off. And it's working. Which is funny. I don't think what he says has any real merit, but I think it's funny. It's funny that it's pissing people off. And it's also funny that it's like the kind of guy who's like, Andrew Tate has some good ideas. It's like the worst, the worst worst kind kind of of person who deserves to have like one pulled over on him. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like he recruited all the incels and now he's preaching like love and respect women. Like even don't even cheat on women. When at first it was like, I fuck eight girls in a night, you know? Um, So I feel like maybe that could have a good effect on the incels. 
And they're like, wait, am I supposed to respect women? I'm confused, but they're impressionable. Yeah. So maybe he's just trying to like take them. Maybe he is. Maybe Andrew Tate is really just like a altruist who's just trying to do good for the incels. Maybe Andrew Tate's a good guy. Have we right. ever considered that like Andrew Tate, we have. Mother we like Teresa? <laughs> Uh, we've had several dreams about Andrew Tate flying us out and <laughs> possibly fucking him. You guys have had like joint dreams about, <laughs> you guys find that. Andrew Tate attractive? Yeah. Yeah. Really? It's yeah. the smile. He that's smiles. so interesting. And I'm like, oh, it's genuine. It's genuine. Yeah. Like seeing him happy. That's so weird. Like seeing anybody happy and like somebody in their prime and they're like, just killing it. Like, I don't know. That's also why we like comics, <laughs> even yeah. though we shouldn't fuck comics, but like, uh, seeing somebody just like confident and like killing it is super sexy. So like yeah. the way that he holds himself and then he is like, I take care of my women. And I'm like, could I let someone cheat on me if I was taking care of, you know? Yeah. Could you, would you be like a kept man if your girl was cheating? And Wait. like she paid for everything, you know, that whole, like, she's just, you're taking care of her. I feel like at that point it wouldn't be like her cheating. I'd just be like, go for it. Cause you're taken care of. Cause I'm taking care of. Yeah. I mean, I'm not really too possessive about stuff like that either would, way. So would you need to be able to fuck around too? Or could you do it if it's one sided? That's a good question. I mean, I don't know if I want to fuck a broken lock like that. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. That would be that. See, but that would feel weird though. That would, it would feel weird. That's such a, that's such an extreme power dynamic to be like, because I'm taking care of you, you are mine. You do nothing else. I will do whatever the fuck I want. That feels not good. Very controlling. Yes. So I don't know how I'd feel about that. Actually, you know, I don't think I could do it. I think it had, it would have to be both parties. I don't know. Or or we like fuck fuck together. Well, yeah. Something. I feel like that would be. You can make that arrangement. Yeah, I'd be yeah. out on I'd be out on that deal if they're like you can fuck guys. You're like, damn. <laughs> oh, to you? Like you yeah. can fuck guys? Yeah. So you're straight? Yeah, I'm straight. Boo. <laughs> Boo oh, the straight, Boo, white, straight man. white man. Whatever. <laughs> okay. Question. Okay. What is your favorite non-sexual form of intimacy? Mm, food, for sure. Being cooked for? Uh no. Uh, like sharing a good meal with somebody that okay. is, uh, I love food. I'm a big, cause I don't do drugs anymore. I like kind of, uh, you it in. Food. yeah. So like a good meal that we're both just like, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. I like that. It, it gets me going. Okay. Really sets the scene. Sweet. What about you, Emily? Yeah. What about you guys? <laughs> Non-sexual intimacy. I guess like, oh, oh, scalp scratches, scalp massages Mm. get me every Mm. time. If you want to make your woman happy, literally just 30 minutes out of your day, get one of those fucking whisks. You want to find out if that bitch has dandruff? Get your fingers in there. (laughs) And then tell her to buy Nizzerol. Yeah. Okay. I could see how that would be. But to me, that's like physical touch. So that kind of lends itself to like sexual. But does physical touch have to be sexual? No, it doesn't. But often it is. It just shows that men are always thinking with their dick. What's your, what's yours, James? I would say, okay, you know, that guy that I laid in bed with on shrooms. Yes. And I was like, like he was, couldn't breathe properly. And he was like having trouble like breathing. And he's like, I never like sleep well because I don't know how to breathe. And I'm, I've practiced Ooh, breathing a lot. Yeah. So we're on shrooms and I play like frequencies. We got, it's like dark out in my room, the galaxy lights on. So it's really set in the mood. 
And he's like, this is dope. And we're laying there and I was like, all right, let's like breathe together and just like follow my breath. And I was like, this is a safe space for you to breathe. And so I like taught him how to breathe and I literally like felt his body next to me, just like crumble, yeah. like relax. Yeah. And then we just started talking about our lives and this man started crying and he was like, can I hug you? He was like, I literally love you. Like I, this is a moment I'll remember for the rest of my life. Like, and I was like, I love you too. No worries. You still, you and we didn't hook up. Guy? Yeah. We, uh, we didn't hook up or do anything. He's been trying, but I was like, no, <laughs> I'm going to be the I girl. I like how this is your example of like a non-sexual intimacy. He wasn't trying to fuck then. It was actually And then you're just, like, I have not fucked him though. <laughs> yeah. It was not sexual then, but it was just like watching someone get vulnerable and open up and like have an experience with yeah. me was super intimate. Yeah. That makes sense. People don't realize that they don't know how to breathe. Right? I did a breathing thing when I was in rehab where you had to, this, you had, a, you had a machine and like some, I think headphones were on, but whatever. Oh no, it was like a heart tracker, but you would follow the line with your breath. I remember and, that. And oh. I would take breaths. So I go and then like by the end of it, by like one, like 10 minute thing, I figured out how to breathe. Like I literally had no idea. Like I was like short of breath all the time. I was like anxious and Did shit. Did you practice that after? Yeah, of sober? course. Of course. Yeah. And then, you know, a lot of like breathing stuff, like when I meditate and shit like that. So. Has that been a big tool in your sobriety? Yeah. Yeah. Spirituality is like the whole, the whole deal for me. Okay. Yeah. Love that. We're spiritual, mm-hmm. which is over here. How many, how many times have you been to rehab? One. I went to rehab one time. Yeah. I'm very lucky. Good I went head. to like, I did like therapy and like outpatient stuff before that, but I went to an inpatient rehab one time and then I went, to, uh, that was in Texas. Then I did another outpatient out here in Florida and then I went moved into a halfway house and then I got my own house and now I'm a fucking Hell yeah. Floridian. Hell yeah. Oh. We uh, my dad lived in a halfway house too. Hell and yeah. so when we lived in Boston, we lived next to a halfway house and we always like talked to all the dudes who came outside. And when we were moving, we just drove down in our cars. So we sold like all of our stuff mm-hmm. and we just let the whole house come in and we were like, You have free reign, go shopping. And they grabbed our TVs, like like tables, stools, Holy microwave, shit. like all the stuff that we like a Keurig. There was so much, so many things they were grabbing our pillows and our mattresses. And it was like, great. Yeah. That's yeah. a great way to clear a house out. It yeah. Really Just get a bunch of needy people to. Yeah. Yeah. And then they took all of our food, everything. We were like, here, take, they were like, we can take everything. And we were like, yep. Come over with trash bags. Mm-hmm. Dang. You yeah. guys really came down here with fucking like nothing. Huh? Nothing. Nothing. We slept. It was crazy in this room with like a couple of stuff in boxes, like our clothes pretty much. And we had a mattress that was delivered the day we got here and they Gosh. almost didn't let us move in. Like we didn't have our release signed when we drove down. So we were signing it as we were driving down at 5 PM. Like we signed it at the deadline before leasing closed uh, to get in. And they so tried- did you guys already have the pod and the only fans and stuff going when you were in Boston? So right? J- Jamie did. Jamie also had a, another podcast called the hot mess express before hot the mess pandemic. Express. I know it was a cute one. It had a great oh, theme God. song. Uh, so since graduating college, well, my life has been a mess. I'm impulsive and change my hair, gain 30 pounds, constantly stress. Thanks for listening to my podcast. Hearing me make a fool out of me. It's the hot mess express. It's Jamie Lee. And it was like music and everything. And it was Whoa, cute. It was crazy. really cute. And everyone was like, it's so annoying that I can't get out of my head. And I'm like, that's the point. That's exactly what you want. That's a jingle yep. right there. That's a jingle. I love that. I love that for you guys. But it was so hard to do like 
host a podcast by yourself. Oh, fuck yeah. No, I can't do that. And I was in Vermont. No, I was in New Hampshire when I started. So, like, the guest opportunities were limited. Yeah. I was getting, like, local like, comments. This was a guy who I had a pretty interesting conversation with at line at the 7-Eleven. So, give it up. <laughs> yeah. Give it up for Fred. I would just, like, and bring like, my, my friends name's Will. on. You're like, oh. Uh, yeah, that's, it is tough. Or, like, the people who do, like, this, like, Tim Dillon, who does, like, the single... Like he's 99% and then he has a producer who might say something. Yeah. Like that helps bit. like the bounce back. It's crazy. I could never do that. I, I could was never doing it by myself. Solo like that. 45 oh, minutes. That's insane. By myself. I what I talk Just about. telling stories. I would need a whole script for that whole thing. I couldn't do it. Cause we like on my podcast, the triple F podcast. Oh yeah. Um, yeah there's that plug. Yeah. That's a plug. Um, it's actually really funny guys. It is. Even uh, though, even though they're like white men, it is. I get it. Listen, it, it, it's, it's it was like, brave of us to yeah. three white guys to start a podcast. We're brave, okay. I'm <laughs> yeah. not. I wouldn't say we're heroes, but you know, like it's. I would go that. You know, far. I think the world needs more men behind mics. Yeah, I do think it's funny <laughs> though. I I do I do genuinely enjoy doing the podcast, but we don't plan anything. Like we like literally nothing. It just flows. Yeah, so I could never do that. Like single rant style because I don't, I mean, I could in theory plan things to talk about, but yeah, we don't, we don't plan stuff. We just sit down and just kind of start going. And you guys are all comedians. Yeah. Me, Jeff Dolezal at Jeff Doozy on Instagram. He's oh. hilarious. He's a crazy person, but he's <laughs> hilarious. And Josh Francis at Josh Francis comedy. Honestly, we didn't even want to do the pod. Like I, I had a podcast before with uh, an old friend of mine and then we stopped doing it. We had our differences and uh, we stopped doing it. And then Josh moved here from fucking San Diego and wanted to do a podcast and liked me and Jeff and kept asking us about just doing it. And I didn't want to, I always say like huge commitment. Yeah. I always say like Josh got us to start a podcast against our will and then like made it successful because he does all the clips and stuff. Well, that's what I was going to say. Like what you doing a podcast is you coming in, sitting on a couch and having a conversation, which is not hard. You're not doing like the marketing part of it and like posting and stuff, right? Well, yeah. I mean, I do some of the stuff. So we we do the podcast and then we have the tour, which you guys came yeah. and saw. Thankful the Dirty Talk Comedy Tour. So we all kind of have our roles in that, like in that whole s- sphere of things. So like Josh does the video editing, he does all the clips for the podcast, and then um, I is everything okay? Yeah, I just wanted to make sure everything's good. All right. Okay, I love you. Duh. He's got it. It's so funny that he's from Boston and obviously from Boston and you're from Boston and it's a secret. All right. Should we just do the rest of the podcast and in Boston accent? Boston no. accent? No, please don't. You Listen. want us to cuss you the fuck out? It's actually out? a very unattractive You accent. know, I love cock so much. Cack. 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 I love cack. <laughs> I was in my car. This Freaking dude fucking was hitting it from the back ah. with his big ass fucking dick. You know, and then we were in the par- the parking lots of a Dunkin' Donuts. Maybe I do like this. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was not, I gotta like that. See, it's not bad. It's not. Yeah. Oh, I think want- dudes <laughs> with Boston accents are really hot. Oh, so hot. I love accents in general. It's cool that like when you hear one, you know they're homophobic immediately too. That's tight. <laughs> and the racism. Don't forget and the racism. forget racism. And more than Dave's likely addicted homophobic. to perks. No, I don't think, I think Dave just racist. Oh, our dad was addicted to perks though. Yeah, so dude. Makes sense. You fucking, you fucking Southies love Percocet. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they Everyone do. loves perks and Coke in Boston. And perks and Coke heroin. are awesome. And heroin. So, yeah. My whole town was yeah. heroin. Like I think everyone I know. 
I've known so many people from my hometown who have died. Yeah, heroin's tight until you die. Yeah, what's heroin like? It's the best. <laughs> it's so good. Like, especially if you shoot it, it's really good. <laughs> what, but don't, your, don't do it. Your but. shoot of choice. Right here, baby. Oh, yeah, right yeah, in the arm. Right in the pit. Or at least yeah, you didn't I get didn't, to the toes. I didn't really have to do all that. I have pretty big veins, and then I would just go there and there, and I have some on my forearms that I would use. It didn't and, start with heroin, though, right? No. So it started, uh, give you the, the concise story, the like short version. I, um, it started with like pills, just like anything else does. I was like, I started, I was for a long time. I was like, I drank like Keystone and like smoked like mids. Yep. And sometimes I would smoke like K2. Did you guys ever do that? What's no, K2? You guys don't know what K2 is? No. Or like black magic? What's it's that? like fake bake. It's like fake weed. Wait, is that oh, like the synthetic? You can buy it in the gas station. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. we called. Oh, we didn't do that. We did. What's the um stuff that you would? No, it was like fake weed. It's like Mr. Smiley. I've done salvia. No, with an X. Salvia. Salvia is different. But that's a hallucinogenic I've never done hardcore. Salvia. I've heard some crazy stories about salvia, but I did that the K two and shit because I went to a Catholic high school, so they would drug test us. Like it was like a private Catholic school. I failed what? the drug test my senior year. Random drug test, but they weren't random. Uh, oh shit! So when did often? you start? When did I start drugs? Uh, I mean, I started drinking when I was like 14, pretty normal. And then I started smoking. When I was like 15 smoking weed, smoking K2 or whatever I could do. And then, uh, that was basically all it was until I got to college and, um, I was like supposed to play basketball and I fucked that up kind of, and, uh, it didn't really work out. And then, uh, I started selling weed and one of my friends like found a bottle of Percocet at her grandma's house and was like, if I gave you these, would you give me money? And so I, I took her out to lunch. I took her out to like a $12 Mexican lunch Stop. and got a bottle, a bottle of fucking Percocet for the best deal of my life. And I took a couple of them and I was like, I mean, it was, it was crazy. Next level. Holy you know? shit. My dad, it was, he got perks for uh, back surgery. Yeah. That's how it starts a lot. Yeah. There's people in pain, especially like athletes, like uh, they get it and they, and then it just it's feels so hard so to get off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is that why you started? Were you like, did you have an injury? No, just- no. I just took them cause I knew they'd get me fucked up. Honestly, I was just like in a bad point in my life. Like my, uh. My freshman year, like I went to play basketball, which is like the only thing that I did my whole life since I was like, you know, in like second grade is the only thing I really like cared about. It was for lack of a better term, my whole identity was being a basketball player. So that I lost that. And then my, uh, my girlfriend passed away uh, from cancer, which was, yeah. Oh man, that's hard. So it was like a tough time. It was just kind of losing things that were like my sense of normalcy. And then to get introduced to, you know, pills at that time, it made everything better. Yeah. It made you know, it was, it was totally everything. It was, it was bizarre how like emotionally distraught and not okay I could be. And then in 20 minutes after taking a couple Percocet be totally fine. So how, how long did it take for you to graduate from pills to harder stuff? Uh, maybe like a year. Cause I was like doing perks and then like, uh, like, like actual Percocet. Now everybody calls per like the little thirties. They call those perks. Those back in the day were Roxy's to me. Those are instant. You can smoke them off foil. You can snort them. You can shoot them. My boys who were like snorting them in front of me. And I was like, that's a little much. And then they were like, well, this is actually just like the, it's just those except it can, it's faster. 
So I started snorting those and like smoking those. And then the guy I was getting them from, he graduated and I graduated with him because I called him one day to get some, you know, pills. And he was like, I don't have that, but I have heroin. And uh, I was like, I don't know. And he was like, you, Cause like in my head, heroin was something that like, uh, drug addicts under bridges did, you know, like that's what I thought. And I thought like, Oh, I have to shoot it. Like, Oh, and he was like, you can just smoke it off a foil the way you've been doing. And rather than spending 150, you can spend 50 bucks and it'll probably get you higher. And it, and it did. So I just started doing that. And then eventually you graduate to needles and it's a, just a whole thing. What was your, what was your wake up call? Fuck dude. I mean, there was like things that happened. Like I had a friend who died and, uh, I had, you know, like, uh, one of my like close family friends died and I like, I missed his funeral because I went to get heroin. Uh, it wasn't enough. Wanted to go get more. My parents came to get me to go to the funeral and I was like refusing unless they like, let me go get high again. And they were my parents. They were like, no, they were like, this is insane. Like they, they already, knew. they knew well before this, that I had a drug problem, but like, they were like, this is a line. Like, we're not gonna, we're not gonna let you go get high. Yeah. And then they started taking it. Like I had my, I had cash and my girlfriend took the cash. And then like my mom had access to my bank account at the time. She still does technically actually. Really? Yeah. I've just never changed banks, but uh, <laughs> yeah. And she took all my money out while like f- fucking $50 or whatever I had. And then I had a TV in my car that I was going to pawn and my dad found that and like destroyed it and found all my needles and destroyed them. So I was like freaking out. I started like destroying my house and I, um, I, uh, like basically like I threatened my life, told him I was going to wrap a belt around my neck or around one of theirs. And then like 20 minutes later, the police were there. Oh shit. I called the cops on you. They did. They did. And then, you know, the cop, you reach a point where you're like so exhausted with your own behavior that you just can't even like make anything up. Like the cops were like, what's going on? And I was like, I'm addicted to heroin. They won't give me money for heroin. And he was like, do you think they should? And I was like, no, but I don't really (laughs) know what else to do. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And so I got Baker acted. I was, I spent a night in the psych ward and, uh, that I, I, I thought that was like my thing. I was like, Oh, this is great. I, this is like the consequence. Cause I had like lost jobs and like totaled cars and like lost friends and shit like that. But I was like, this is the big one. And then like the next day, as soon as I got out, I got high and I was like, what the fuck? Oh, so fuck. I got high for a little bit. And then my mom was like, do you want to go to treatment? And I was like, yeah, I probably should. That was good on you. And then I went and, uh, it worked, thankfully. Wow. Yeah. yeah so. I think you're doing really well now. Oh, I shit. think things are okay. Yeah. I'm on the Two Girls, One Blunt podcast, not to Ooh. brag. But wow. <laughs> That's very true. Sobriety works, guys. <laughs> you never know where you'll end up. <laughs> you have a very sex- successful podcast of your own. You guys are like fucking touring. You're very touring. sexy. <laughs> Thank you for telling me about your, yeah. your problematic <laughs> past. I'm I, so wet right now. I did think that that's where that was going to go. He's like, you're so sexy. <laughs> oh, stop See, it. It does work. Thank you. Yeah. Being sober, oh. sexy. Be vulnerable. Be, be sober. Be 6'4". Yeah. It all helps. Oh, being 6'4 totally helps. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. I got blessed. I got yeah. blessed. As but Being 6'4 and being a comic, the amount of pussy I feel like that's probably thrown at you. Um, <laughs> Thrown is a funny word. 
but placed, <laughs> given, handed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it doesn't hurt. Do you yeah. get groupies at your comedy shows? Um, that's like a weird word. We call them chuckle fuckers. Not just kidding. Oh no, uh, yeah, we call them chuckle fuckers no, too. No, uh, no, not really. I mean, I have like girls who have come to multiple shows, but I wouldn't like consider as a fan. any. Yeah, but uh, groupies is like a very. I'm not. Have you ever like, gotten puss from it? Yeah, of course. I mean, fucking look, look it up. Yeah, there course, we go. Dude. That's all I wanted to know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, of course. I mean, I'd imagine that being able to be on stage and be funny in front of people makes them more attracted to me. So, see, I feel like me being on stage and being funny makes men less attracted. It makes so I was going to say, have you ever had well, a groupie? Most <laughs> men are intimidated by powerful and funny women because most men aren't funny. Thank you. No, they're yeah. really not. So. See, if you they said most see, women, you're coming back. You're coming back. No, no, I, most men aren't funny. Most people aren't funny. Most people aren't fucking funny. Stop trying to be funny. Also, stop asking me to be funny in other settings because you can't be. Oh, that's true. Do you ever feel the pressure oh, of being like God. a comedian that you people expect you to be on and funny and like, oh, like make me laugh? I've had people... Uh, I've had people who are like, you know, you don't really act like a comedian. And I'm like, it's because I'm having a bad time with you. <laughs> it's because you're not fun to be around. Yeah. And I don't know? feel like entertaining. Yeah. I'm not going to, and I'm not a fucking court jester, you know, yeah. I'm not just going to be like, are you guys not having fun? Watch me juggle or like whatever. Wait, I feel, I hate when shit. guys are like, oh, you're a comic. Tell me a joke. And I'm literally like. That's disgusting. That's, that's an my, ick. That's my least favorite thing. The least favorite thing. And everyone does it. They think oh, that it's Oh, tell me a like, joke. No. Pay for a ticket to one of my shows. Oh, yeah. There yeah, we go. I okay. That shit. But that that's funny because every time you tell somebody I'm a black belt, they're like, perform a trick. And you're like, perform a trick. And I'm like, no. You're <laughs> a black belt? <laughs> She's a second degree black belt. In what? In Kempo. I don't know what that is, but. It's a frou-frou. Bullshit. That would be crazy yeah. though if they were like, do a trick and you just fucking choke <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden I'm down. Yeah. And you're like, well, she'll be up in 20 minutes. Yeah, I'm like, like, no, no, guys, I'm not going to do anything. I sneak around, take yeah, it back, just and just fucking, fuck them up. Yeah. That's what you should start doing. I should. Yeah. You know, I'm. We all have like we appreciate you telling us your story because we all like have a similar story. Not like with drugs, but I mean, you yeah, know. I did straight black tar heroin. You know, you didn't last week. No, but I've done, ba I've done bath salts. Really? Yeah, not by choice. Yeah, I've heard mixed reviews on bath salts, man. Yeah. Honestly. <laughs> I, I did Molly, and I was like, why is this Molly not working? And I was in college, yeah. and this is the first time I ever did Molly. And I was like, well, I did it the second time, actually. And so I bought it for the first time. And I did like 0.15. I was like, drugs affect me so easily. Like, I don't need to take much to feel Also, like, that's a good amount for your first time. Yeah. Well, I felt nothing. So I was like, okay, that's weird. So I took another, like... 0.15 and I still didn't feel anything. And mm -hmm. I was like, what's going on? But all my friends who did like a lot of Molly and they were taking like 0.3 every fucking, yeah. I don't even know. Like they were starting with like 0.6 insane drug people. Yeah. UVM such a bunch of like hippie <sighs> drug people. But uh, they got a test kit. He comes over and he's like, I hate to te like tell you this, but we tested it. And it was bath salts. And we realized it because one of the girls started acting like really aggressive and like weird and like uh -huh. threatening to eat people like weird shit. And, yeah. and so they were like, yeah, it's bath salts. I'm so sorry. So I came home from college after being like my freshman year after being straight edge and not doing anything. And I was like, Oh, I smoked weed once. Yeah. Just, like drank a couple times and accidentally did bath. And salts. I did bath salts. Yeah. That's, That's kind of cool. Whammy right there. And everyone was like, Whoa. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I mean, the, the reality is, is if you've done a lot of Molly, you've done meth. 
at some point for sure. They've done meth. Yeah. Uh, Molly's great. Uh, meth. I've never done meth straight. I've definitely. It's I been mean, cut with stuff like it'll Adderall. It'll get cut with cut, stuff or but- like meth is, meth is so, so, so cheap. The amount that you would need for meth compared if it, compared to Molly, like you can take a point or two points of Molly and have a fucking great time. Yeah. You can also do two points of meth. And if you eat it, you'll feel like speedy and you'll feel up, but it, it's costs nothing compared to how much Molly is. So that's, there's a lot of people who have done meth Molly worse than you, for you than Molly. Yeah. I mean, I don't really know. Molly's if, supposed to if, rot your brain too. If Molly is, yeah, I mean, none of it's really that good. I mean, yeah, none of it's good for pure you. MDMA can be good for people with PTSD and stuff therapeutically. Mm. So I've heard. Well, that's but, why I do shrooms. Um, Same with ketamine. Yeah, ketamine's used to treat depression, which is great. You don't I, use uh, shrooms at all? No, I did not like those. I really? actually, it's funny because people, yeah. So I didn't like being more aware of my unbearable existence back then. <laughs> makes sense. Um, makes sense. But now that I'm like more spiritually minded, I do think that I could probably have a good time with, uh, like acid or mushrooms and stuff like that. Like I, I would like to do that just to see if it could expand my, you know, horizon spiritually, but it's not worth what could happen if you, which is that it kind of just unlocks a door into me going other places. I feel like you're the lock. You're the bad lock. I am the bad lock. lock. Way to bring it back. Good callback. I hate to say it. We've we've been doing that. Yeah, that was nice. That was was good. good. Great comedic timing, Emily. Listen, I'm I'm trying. I have a bunch of premises written down. I just need to fucking do them. Yeah, you got to do stand up, man. For me, what helps because my brain's all over the place is not sitting down and like writing jokes. It's either like I'm in flow state, like I'm in the shower, which is terrible because you can't like type in the shower yeah. or you're driving, which also you can't text. Yeah. But um, that's when like the thoughts will come or like the punchlines. Mm-hmm. But 100%. sometimes I take a premise and then I just start talking in my room and record. Mm. That's what I do. I don't write. I don't like sit down and write stuff. Really? Yeah. I'll like have an idea. A lot of the times, most of my jokes will come from just like having a conversation with somebody. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. uh, like um, the joke I do about being at the gay bar. I don't know if you guys remember that. About the guy so. offering to suck my dick and stuff. Okay, yeah. That's all just a, first off, that's a mostly real story. It's, you know, amped up a little bit, but it's, I was just like, that was, that whole joke almost verbatim happened in a conversation. And then I thought, oh shit. And then I have to go type it out. But that's I'll, what, mm-hmm. you're I'll just pretend I'm performing all the time. Like in my car is a good place. Okay, uh, I'll yeah. just do stuff or like if I'm at a show, like I did a show on Monday night, I was headlining and there was like fucking 10 people there. So I'll just take an idea that I have and I have no idea where it goes and just talk and, see and where it just goes. see if it goes anywhere. I think I haven't figured out like my joke flow yet. Yeah. A lot of my jokes were kind of like different things from conversation. So what made them funny was different. Yeah. And so I couldn't replicate it when I wasn't, like in conversation. Yeah. That's mm. the curse of, uh, any like brand new comic. Not, this is not talking about you, but just I'm a new comic. like people who, um, I see it all the time 
when people are like, this is one of my first times and they'll go tell a story and the story's not funny because they don't, first off, storytelling in a stand-up sense is really hard to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but also it's a funny story to their group of friends who knows them and understands before the story is told why it's funny. And then conveying that to a bunch of people who don't know you and honestly don't fucking care because you're at an open mic. Yeah. That's true. Are not, then they just bomb. That's a really good point is knowing your audience and knowing what will work for vast majority of people. You, the hardest part is being able to force a crowd, which is what you have to do to see from your perspective. Yeah. Because everybody has their own thing, whatever you have to... Tell them something that's funny, but you also have to, in the process of that, get their minds to see what you see, which is why it's funny. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's hard. I feel like every time I tried new jokes at an open mic, they would not do well. Yes. And then I would go to a show and they would crush. Yeah. Depends what open mics you're doing, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. The Boston ones are just like comics who are on their phone or not like doing anything. Yeah, that's why. I haven't done any mics here. Do you like going to comedy shows as a comedian? No. Really? Not at all. I mean, I have some of like my like people that I look up to that I love that I'd go see. Like since I started comedy, I've seen a couple shows. I've gone to like Tom Segura, Nate Bargatze. I like those guys. Um, I saw Mark Norman when he was here at one point. There are people who I love and respect and would go see. Mm -hmm. But just on like any given weekend at the Miami or Dania Improv or wherever to go in and just watch a show, no. 99% of the time that I go to any comedy show, if I'm not on it, the only thing I can think about is performing. And it drives me nuts. Like you want to be up there? Yeah. Oh. Oh, that makes sense. See, I like look to everyone and I'm just seeing, I'm observing. Like I'm taking it all in. Like what what makes them them in their own way so that I can find my voice, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. But that's why I've I've avoided open mics. I've only done shows for like two years. I don't think Mm -hmm. I've done an open mic for two years. Should do some open mics. Build some character. Well, that's that's how I'm going to get started back into it. Fuck yeah. Because I want to like rediscover it and I don't want to do that on stage when people are like seeing if I'm a good comic or not. Yeah. But for a while I was only doing shows. So I was testing all my new stuff on at shows. Yeah. That's not, I mean, that's the dream. The dream is to be at the place where you have to try your new jokes at the improv because that's where you perform at. Cause you yeah. do weekends. That's a great, that's the goal. But that's not the reality for a really long time. Yeah. How long Most of the time you have to try jokes at open mics. I'll like squeeze something in if I'm doing like a longer set. But for the most part, I'm, if, I'm, if I'm at the improv or something like that, I'm going to do jokes that I know work. How long yeah. have you been doing stand-up comedy? A little over three years. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. So I'm still like relatively new. So since the pandemic or a little before? I started August of 2019. So I did about five-ish months before everything kind of we shut started down. started at the same time. That's crazy. Really? That's when I started, I think my first like open mic was in July. No, mm. yeah, like the end of July. Yeah. And then I went into like the next week and it was August was the second one. Wow. Yeah. Look at us. Oh, Twin yeah. flames. That's and then, beautiful. <laughs> and then look How at cute. the back, like what the difference is and why being a good comic requires experience and getting up on stage all the time because we're at completely different levels in terms of comedy. And that's because I just haven't gone on stage. It's not because she's a woman. It's not because (laughs) I I mean that I know I'm saying it comedically, but I mean it. 
Um, no, but yeah, it's one of the, I've never not gone up on stage. I mean, like, yeah. I'm like, I'm a serious slut for stage time. Like okay. it's a problem. When's the like, last time you bombed? I mean, that's all relative, honestly. Like, like bomb. I'm talking bombed where you felt it after and you were like, wow, that hurt. <laughs> um, I mean, it's open mics and shit all the time. Because yeah. I'll do an open mic that has six people at a fucking wing place in Pompano and I'll do new shit. And I've never thought I've, I thought about it on the way there and it's bad. And I'm like, yeah, that sucks, but whatever. But like, I haven't really had like a, like a gut wrenching bomb at like a great show, like that I can really remember. I've had a lot of sets that didn't go as well as I wanted them to. Bombing is all kind of relative after a certain point of like, what your expectations are with yourself. We had an open mic in New Hampshire um, at this place called Strange Brew. And, oh, my God, it actually was in the driveway of my ex-boyfriend's apartments when we broke up. I was going there every week. <laughs> and I would just, like, awesome. see him outside. And it was, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One time, actually, side note, I was showing Emily, like, we're everywhere. I was like, oh, this is Strange Brew, but also I'm going to show you where he lived. <laughs> and we drive by. Also, and I'm like, his window. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's where he lived. And I didn't, none of us realized we look up and him and his friends are on the fucking roof. And they see my bright blue car slowly <sighs> With drive your arm by. Out of it, like, look at that. <laughs> She's out of the sunroof actually <laughs> we hadn't talked in like a year like it was weird I, it was just yeah you know that's hilarious he'll forever think i'm fucking tapped he yeah. broke up with me because he thought i was tapped oh um, matt can i ask a personal question yeah <laughs> all right in bed do you say cock or dick i'm i say dick more really yeah Interesting. Yeah, I, I mean, have you ever said cock? I've said cock, but it's not my go-to. What but context? I do feel like, um, it, honestly, when I'm really making a decision whether I'm, which one I'm gonna say is if I'm sexting, which I love to do. Okay. <laughs> and I usually wait for the to see what the girl uses, oh. so that I can then be in there because you know. I, cock, cock to me feels like an aggressive word. I love saying it. You know what? Maybe it's because my mom said it and it's a drama. <laughs> but it is like slutty to hear like, give me that cock is like more slutty than like And dick. that's hot. And okay. that, yeah, I love sluts. I've never. <laughs> I love it? sluts too. Sluts are sick, so. Yeah, we love sluts here. Yeah, it's tight as hell. Like that, the, it's not a whore house. It's a whore home. It's a whore home. It is, is yeah. a whore home. It's I love a, I love a whore's home. We do oh, too. Yeah. So welcome. what do you think of ours? Happy to be here. <laughs> Having a great time. We're not sluts, though. I'm no. a reformed slut. Reformed slut. That's good. I'm a recovered like... drug addict. You're a recovered slut. Yeah. Look at yeah. us. Twin flames. Yes. Um, okay. Okay. What do you think if you like had a girlfriend and she you come home and she's crying and she you ask why she's crying and she's like, oh, look, my ex just died. How would you react to that? That's totally fine. Of course, that would be hard. That would be really hard to hear. That actually happened to me. Really? Uh, I, yeah. was, I was at work with my coworker who I was dating and I found out my ex-boyfriend who I broke up with like five months prior died. And he was like, oh my gosh, go sit down, like go cry. Cause I was literally like sobbing yeah. over this. Of course. That's awful. You had, you shared something with that person, obviously. That's how I feel mm -hmm. about it too. But all the guys on TikTok on mics, you know, those ones, um, <laughs> your friends, 
uh, they all say that it's bad. They're like, wh- like she can't be upset about another man while she's dating. Those men are emotionally avoid and have never felt anything real in their life. That's the reality of it. That's fucking crazy. I had an ex. So I mentioned earlier about my, uh, my girlfriend who passed away. I was at a meeting one time for anonymous people. And, uh, <laughs> the speaker, a guy I know well was sharing about how his, uh, girlfriend died and it. I very rarely, it's been almost 10 years now. I very rarely get like emotional about it, but sometimes, and I mean, this was one of those times and it just, I was like crying. I had to leave. And my, my ex was there and she was being weird later on in the night. And she told me that it like made her uncomfortable that I was crying about it and like made it was, it made her like kind of jealous or insecure. That's crazy though. Yeah. Cause I, this is not only somebody who passed away from cancer who I was dating. It's somebody who I dated a decade before this moment that mm-hmm. is now making you feel jealous. Yeah. Who's a moment dead. that you just like, who's dead. Yeah. You just yeah. got like triggered. You probably, it's, yeah. It was crazy. That's a yeah. huge red flag. See, I, I think I probably back in the day as a girlfriend would have been upset about it too, because I was super insecure and I yes. viewed it as like the man doesn't like, care about me or he's thinking about another woman and wishes he like he could be with her. So here's, here's the thing when situations like that happen, it's totally okay to have emotions like that. It's you can't really control if that makes you feel jealous, but there, but if you base your actions off of that moving forward, that's where the problem is. Cause you can't really control the emotions that you have when you're like, just respond like your body and your mind just respond to a situation. Mm -hmm. But if you aren't healthy enough to address that, that's like toxic or jealous or insecure or whatever. And then you act from it. That's (laughs) where the problem happens. So yeah, that's that's so true. I think everything comes down to control. Like how well are you able to control your emotions and your emotions are valid. Like a lot of people react and they're like, well, you're invalidating my emotions. And it's like, no, 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 we're not invalidating your emotions. We're invalidating your reaction. Yeah, of course. And you are responsible for that. People use like that, that validation terminology. And I feel like it's almost incorrect how they use it. I saw a therapist who explained it on TikTok really well. She said, not where we get all our information, the internet, (laughs) not literally, not all feelings are valid. All feelings are, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they're correct in that situation and that you can act on them. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's like, you shouldn't shame somebody for having that uncontrollable feeling or emotion, but that doesn't mean that you have to co-sign it. Yep. Yep. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. That is crazy. Yeah. A lot of people, I think right now, everyone's like talking about healing because no one in our parents' generations dealt with their emotions whatsoever. Yeah. Nope. And so I think that everyone is just overusing therapy terms and mm-hmm. weaponizing them to Absolutely. continue having toxic behavior. Go you off, know? Queen. Yep. That's what I'm talking about. Yep. The people who talk about it the most are usually the most unhealthy. Yeah. I know somebody like this who we were talking about earlier off camera and off mic. Ah. And that's their whole thing is um, relationship coaches and therapy and this and that. And it's like, I know you and I know the way you act and I know the actions you take and it's toxic. It's not, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just feel like if you're about it, if like, if you're about it, be about it. Don't talk about it. That's the kind of the thing. Yes. Obviously, it's okay yeah. to talk about mm-hmm. it in certain sense. But if it's all you talk about, 
then you need to be doing that self-work. I don't think a lot of people do the shadow work, like the actual deep shit. Like you have like becoming sober, you've had to face so many parts of yourself that were like really probably dark and ugly and scary. And, and through that you learn who you are. And a lot of people are afraid to like face their own demons. Like everyone just shoves it down. They use drugs or they use sex or they use, I don't know, toxic behaviors to kind of avoid dealing with their problems and facing it. I feel really lucky because the reality for me is that I was like forced to look at that stuff because I was like going to die. Like, like literally I was like, I know I'm going to die. I've actually found out renewing my, I changed insurance on my car like a year ago and they went, do you know you have a life insurance policy? And so I basically, in a weird roundabout way, found out that my dad at one point had a life insurance policy on me because of the reality that I might pass away. Holy shit. Yeah. So, which is a good, like, I gotta get know. my money back. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> so, and so I was like literally faced with like, either, like face the shit you've been running away from and face the fact that you might've caused a lot of this, something yes. other people don't want to look at, or you might die. So I'm very lucky, but there most people don't have to face that dilemma. So they don't ever do it. And I get it. I get why you wouldn't. It's scary to like, <laughs> look at stuff that's like frightening and like makes you feel like scared. And it's also even harder to look at the fact that you might be the problem. I don't think anyone wants to realize a problem. See, my yeah. mom always told me I was the problem. Right. So all of my thoughts, like my, maybe I'm very fortunate for this, but all of my thinking immediately goes, how am I at fault? Even in situations where I'm not at fault at, I'm like, well, Clearly, I allowed somebody to disrespect my boundary somewhere or I I didn't notice red flags because I was thinking about the future with somebody, Mm. you know? Oh, I've been there. But I always think I'm like, how am I the problem? And I I feel like I'm really good at apologizing for shit. And the issue is I'll have those – I'll try to have those constructive conversations with friends or family. And it's like, hey – we're both – I like maybe they did something really, really bad too and Mm -hmm. I'll still somewhat try to take – some blame. And I don't know if that's to defuse the situation or like be like, Hey, let's work on this together. But a lot of people can't do that. Even if you're doing it. Yeah. It's like keeping your side of the street clean, you know, Yeah, you can't really worry about theirs. You Mm -hmm. have to sort of like my, my take on it or not. It's not my take. What I've been taught is like, if you're going to go forward and you're going to like apologize or like try to like mend the situation, like, if you realize where you're at fault, you've got to be willing to admit it. And whether or not they tell you, that they are, whether or not they are willing to admit they're wrong or not. And that's, that shit sucks. <laughs> that's so shitty. Yep. And you're like, here's what I did. And like, you kind of want to be like, and now you, <laughs> and now you, and they're like, turn. yeah, you're fucked up. And you're like, all right. Oh, I just have to eat uh, that. <clears throat> it's the worst. My fucking biggest pet peeve is when people, when you're trying to tell someone like your feelings and like that you're upset about something and then they use that as the time to just dump everything that they've like, that's been festering and they haven't had the balls to like talk about and have mm-hmm. this kind of conversation. It's like, no, no, no. Now's not your time to shine. Yeah. I need to tell you what, how you hurt me and you need to address it. And then tomorrow or whenever we heal from this, let's address that conversation, yeah. mm-hmm. you know? But yeah. a lot of people are just like, oh, now it's the safe space because no one feels safe so that they just like everyone dumps. Communication's key. It's really hard, though. <laughs> it is yeah. hard. Emily and I, I tried communicating <clears throat> recently. That was like a week ago, <laughs> two weeks ago. And one thing that like I was like upset about, I was like, okay, I just need to communicate. 
turned into just like everything that I like have have been feeling and even shit that's like my own shit that's not for her but I was like I just need to dump everything and let you know how I'm feeling and right now that's the only way that we've been able to at least have those conversations or allowing that space with like understanding and compassion for each other Mm -hmm. but damn it's hard yeah communicating (laughs) sucks (laughs) so vulnerable I hate it it's so scary to be like this is how I feel and then just be like like, how are you going to respond? That sucks. Do you think, are you good at communicating or bad at communicating? Um, I'm good. You're good at I would say I'm good at communicating, yeah. I would like to think so. I mean, I don't know. How could, could you, you improve your communication skills? Oh, that's a ooh, good question, Jamie. How could I improve my communication skills? Um, I mean, this is a very, very basic one. This is not deep at all. <laughs> But I, we my, want you to go deep. My, this is the only answer I have. Uh, my ADHD is insane. Lately, it's been really bad. Mm-hmm. And uh, I will forget that I'm having conversations with people because something else will happen. And then days will go by. This is a pretty common thing. Mm-hmm. I think we all have yeah. that. Days will go by and then I'll be like, oh, fuck. Yeah. And then people feel like invalidated and like, not like <laughs> it's know. object permanence. I'm like, how can I tell somebody that I actually yes. forgot they existed? Yep. And it's not cause I don't care about them or not like them. No, it's not just at all. that my brain was like that person no longer they weren't exists. right in front of me. Therefore you didn't exist. We're yeah. like babies. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's I need somebody to follow us. up with me. Mm. Yep. Yeah. Do you think you had good models for communication growing up? Like your parents, did they show you how to properly communicate in arguments? Or did you have to teach yourself? See, so here's the thing. I never really watched my parents like get into real disagreements or fights or anything like that. So I don't really know if I necessarily learned it from there. They get in like little tiffs now. They're in like in their 60s. They've been together for fucking like, you know, 25 years. So wow. they just, you know, like Damn. every once in a while, and I'll be like, I don't like that you answered your phone at the dinner table. And he'll be like, all right. Like that's like it. That's like it. Oh, I like that. So I think they were good models on just like how to treat other people and like communicate how you feel. Yeah. I, one thing I will say is my whole life, I've never felt like with my parents, I needed to hide the way I felt. So I think that probably lends to my communication skills of being able to tell people how I feel. Yeah. That's good. My mom always, uh, the main thing was feelings because I think she felt invalidated as a kid growing up. Mm -hmm. So she was actually like before she got crazy um, and then became a drunk, she would be like, it's okay to cry and it's okay to communicate your feelings and always talk about what happened like Mm -hmm. during the day. And so we were always like super open as a family. And I think that that helped, but my communication, I think was good in some ways, but when I was mentally like really unstable and there was a lot of shit happening at once and I was kind of dealing with it all on my own, that communication turned into like the toxic behaviors, like the fights with the boyfriend. I'm insecure. Like I would rip into people's souls, like verbally, like I won't fight you, but I could rip, I could make you feel so small and insignificant. And I learned it from my mom and I could really hurt deep. And I think that, I had to unlearn all of those like responses, which are trauma responses. It's because like I felt attacked or cornered or whatever triggered in the moment. But people think that just because they felt triggered, they can talk like that and that that's okay. And people will stick around. And I lost Mm -hmm. so many people. It took me losing those people 
probably even like 10 years after losing them to be like, oh, you actually were the problem. They weren't for leaving. Yeah. Ooh, but it's good you learned that, man. Some people go their whole life, never learn that shit. Like for me, like I, I held on to a lot of things and didn't communicate well when I was getting high because I like to hold on to those things so that I had an excuse to behave the way I behaved. Oh shit. If I I talk about this and communicate it, somebody might give me a solution for it that isn't drugs. And then I don't have the excuse of being like, well, if you felt like this, you would do this too. So removing drugs and and all that left me with the option of being able to like figure my shit out and communicate about it without feeling like I needed to hold on to it. So I could like let it go, you know, because I don't need it anymore. I think a lot of people, the excuse, you held on to an excuse to not stop your behaviors. That's where I think a lot of people are stuck. Like people are comfortable with the situation that they're in, even though it's chaotic and they're actually uncomfortable. Yeah. And so it's like more comfortable to stay in it and make excuses for yourself than take the actions that it is to change. Yeah. Fuck yeah. So true. Better the devil you know than the devil you don't kind of thing. You know? Comfort. We feel safe where we are and we don't want to actually change or progress. Absolutely. It's so weird. We were talking, we have like, um, there's some toxic people we know that, um, maybe we have to like engage with socially because of business stuff, mm-hmm. you know? Oh yeah. And I'm, I'm, it's, I'm aware with this. It's almost like, like we can handle the toxic people and it doesn't affect us as much as it affects other people because it's almost comfortable. I'm like, I know how to deal with this. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You've, you've been in it. Too. Yeah. Like I can, I know how to handle all of this shit. Yeah. I Basically to- we're better than all of you guys. I think so. Here at the two girls, one blunt and one dick now podcast. We're better than you and healthier than you. Yeah. So honestly work on yourself, Do work better. on yourself, wake bitches. up and be a better fucking person. Why are you avoiding life? Yeah. I love all the deep convo. Yeah, we're getting spiritual as fuck. It's nice because sometimes, like, you have convers, you want to have these conversations with people, but again, they're not on your level. <laughs> yeah. So they literally just can't even. They're they're not even understanding what you're saying. It's going right over their head. Yeah, it's it. People are just simple. I like be sometimes I like being simple though. It's nice. Ignorance is bliss. I very rarely have conversations like this. It's, really? Yeah. I mean, I could. I have people who are spiritually minded around me, but it's just, you know, it's a lot to bring up sometimes. <laughs> it is. So, okay. So you say spirituality is a big part of your recovery. Did mm-hmm. you gain that aspect of like sobriety or spirituality during AA? Do you think that was a help to you or was it a hindrance? Technically, I cannot say what group I belong to. My but apologies. Nah, I'm fucking with you. <laughs> um, yeah, so I I was like raised in Catholic schools and uh, was not a Catholic, but I've always kind of like prayed and like believed, but I didn't really like religion and shit. And then when you get addicted to drugs, you either like stop believing in God or you think that if there is one, he doesn't like you very much, mm, you know, yep. very much the oh, victim mentality yep. of being like, why does this all keep happening to me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you find out it's you and uh, that's a bummer. Um, but yeah, so like a big component of it, people often think, people ask me this all the time of if the 12 steps are like, they're like, it's religious, right? And it's, 
It's not. People just don't. And I was like this too. People, people don't understand the difference when they hear God or spirituality at all. They just link it with religion because that's how they were raised or that's what they always mm. think. Like my, I always say like my conception of God before, uh, you know, getting sober was actually just other people's conception. Uh, I'd never stopped to think that I could kind of think of what spirituality was for myself. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's, that's uh, a part of that of the like 12 step work is just starting to kind of be like, there's something bigger than me. And then the rest just kind of forms itself yeah. as you do the work. No, AA like, or NA, any of the 12 steps, there is like a big basis of God, just cause I think that's how the creator wrote it. And yeah. I don't mean God. I mean the creator of those yeah. programs. Uh-huh. I did 12 steps growing up and I remember really? I was, yeah, I was For an teen. Oh, that's yeah. cool. <laughs> it was very fun. But I, when I started it, I was at that age where I had come out of an abusive household going into yeah. another abusive household. And I was like, I don't believe in any of this shit. Fuck God. Yeah. Victim mentality. Why would he do this to me? My life sucks. Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And then it, I feel like that was a big component of my spirituality was I was like, no, you know, it doesn't have to be their God. It could be my higher power that I believe in. Yeah, exactly. I've had the same thing. I grew up like, cause my dad was Jewish and his family was super religious and my mom's side's Catholic. And so we did both. And Ooh. I idolized my dad. Like I, I was daddy's like little princess. Oh. And, uh, yeah, he treated me like a fucking princess most of the time, but, uh, Fuck. What was I saying? Oh, so I, yeah. So I was super into God because of him. Like I looked up to him. So Mm -hmm. I went to Hebrew school, like did all of that. I was like so intense about it that like in Jewish religion, you're not supposed to write out God. You're supposed to do like a hyphen Hmm. for the O it's like more respectful, something like that. And so when I saw people write God, I would get upset. Like that kind of religious. You were radicalized. Yeah. And then my life completely took a 180 and just crumbled. And I was like, fuck God. Yep. And then I got involved with Hillel in college. So I got in touch with like the Jewish side again. Hillel? Hillel, yeah. Great falafels. Love it. Yeah, great falafels. And they took me to Israel on birthright, which was dope, but I still wasn't religious. Yeah. Like it wasn't convincing. It didn't bring anything back for me. And then I went through the spiritual awakening. And now I still don't believe in God. I wouldn't consider myself an atheist because I do believe in like energy and there's something happening. Yeah, but I believe like God's within us. Like we are all God. Like we all have that power. Collective consciousness. And I think giving that power to something else almost like removes you you from having that power. Mm. You know, so I am also an Aquarius. So I just have a God complex. And that's why I think I'm God. I'm the second coming of Jesus and the Messiah. um, yeah, pretty much. She has risen. I don't think there's anything wrong with that, though. I think I think most people who are atheists are actually just agnostic and don't really know. Or if you're an atheist, you're, like, angry. And you ever- believe in nothing? You're going to tell— Okay. <laughs> right? You believe in nothing. That's nothing. doesn't. That's not—that's just, like, fundamentally almost impossible to truly believe— that this all is just, there's nothing, you believe in nothing else. Not Higher, even a, a simulation. You don't, you don't believe that <laughs> right? there's a, right. Cause if you believe that, if you believe that, um, we live in a simulation, you believe that means there's something greater uh, going on around us. If you believe in crystals, if you believe in your, uh, if you believe in astrology, if you believe in any of that at all, you believe in something that's not atheism. Mm-hmm. It's agnosticism at most, which is. Yeah. Like the word agnostic basically means without knowledge, which means I don't know. 
And you're like, yeah, but, and you can admit yeah. that. Okay. Atheists really tick me off. I know enough I used to know to I know one. nothing. I know. Yeah. Yeah. I th- what, yeah. what was that? I know enough to know I know nothing. Yes. We're spiritual as fuck here. <laughs> I think that's like, wasn't that Einstein or something? I don't know who that It was, was. somebody, but yeah, I don't yeah. know who I quoted. We're dropping bombs here. Today. Yeah, <laughs> this is a good one. This has been more by, serious, but By I like the way, it. is two girls, one blunt a euphemism for two girls, one cup? Yeah. Because that's fucking gross as fuck. Yeah. Why? Our, yep. We did our, our first like video we were going to do for Patreon or something. It ended up getting... we lost those producers too and lost the content but we did a reaction video to us watching two girls one cup for the first time you guys, so you guys have watched it oh god that was my first time yeah i almost threw up like i, I have downloaded a that thing. shit on limewire back in the day oh yeah. shit yeah i was og two girls one cup like that was you just watch it you watch like, it a lot yes. oh no 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 you watch like the first happening seconds. you watch the first where you're like oh that's oh, fucking God. and then you kind of skip ahead maybe there's a step where it's coming out no and you're like that's fuck you're like no. whoa what the fuck and, and, then, then, and it. then there's a step where it's going back in and you're like this is where i, I haven't have gotten to that far it. don't spoil it for oh, me oh they, they eat, eat it, it. They eat it on ice cream cones, Emily. They ice cream cones? I, thought it was yeah, ice cream I didn't cone. even make it that far. <laughs> they, I, think, I thought it was like an ice cream cup crazy. or something. Yeah, they like shit in a cup and then they're like. <laughs> Were you one of those kids growing up who would show like all the other kids at school, like the two girls, one cup or like lemon party or like meatspinner.com? No, no, I got all those shown to me. I remember meat spin. That's funny. That was my uh, shit. And then, um. Like I was never, there's a group of kids in my school who were like the, like, uh, like, you know, the kids who would watch, do you remember the pain Olympics? No. Uh, why do I remember It was that? literally like guys like cutting their own balls off, like lit, like literally, literally cutting their own balls off or like, there's all like the beheading what? videos and oh, shit, God. like all those oh, kind of like crazy the dark web fucking crazy yeah, shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The yeah. ISIS beheadings yes. back in like 2012. They still so, have those. They're like oh. pretty common. So all the, all those videos, I was never much for like, I, I'm not much for like gore and Me shit like either. that. I hate it. I wasn't no. one of those crazy kids. My Reddit feed is a lot of that just cause I followed a, one page once and now it's my whole feed and it's I just have to scroll past like people uh, being crushed under why don't you just unfollow the page Emily. sometimes I'm curious sometimes I want to well, see well that's what it it's like that's a morbid human, curiosity that's the you, human life yeah. we're kind of fucked when you yeah, think yeah, we yeah. are fucked that's why I like Twitter though I like Twitter because it's like intrusive this thoughts. is not this is not a statement a political statement of what Elon is or isn't doing with Twitter I just like Twitter because it's like it's like somebody being like capitalism is a virus <laughs> and then it's somebody being like, our next president should be trans. And then it's like an anal video. Someone so and you're like, hell anal yeah. videos. They're like, that was cool. That was a cool transition. And like, I can't even, you can't even really look at Twitter in public. No, it's worse. It's Cause worse you're just like watching people talk about like the USA and the world cup. And then you're watching everyone get fisted. I, I have a lot of porn. Like it's all pussy. I love it though. Sometimes I'm like, this is, I don't think all bodies are equal or all pussies are equal. And there's some like, I'm like, what the fuck? You don't think all pussies are equal? No. Which ones don't you think are, are not as good? <sighs> Cancel the her. Ones that I just like wouldn't want to eat myself. But like describe. I that. don't know. It's just like a vibe. And I'm like, <laughs> like meaty. I don't know. I love a thick pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Honest, Why'd you look at me when you said that? I know you got a fatty. <laughs> you got a fatty? She has a thick pussy and I I'm have packing. like, I have just like no pussy. I don't know. I don't know how to describe my I've pussy. I've never seen a pussy okay. and been like, I don't like how that one looks, 
but it's more about the uh, <laughs> it's more about the essence of it. You the know. essence of the pussy. <laughs> the fucking. Do you like pussy smell? So uh, we just had uh, mm-hmm. Che Duran on. I can't yeah. talk. And he said he doesn't like when pussies just taste like water or like 100%. nothing. Yeah, he yeah. wants like some sort of pussy yep. smell because he's like it, it makes it dirty and it's like we're fucking. He like, is 100% correct. Me really? and you, brother. We're on the same <laughs> vibe. I'll open for you next time you're here. Give me my name. And uh, yeah, I, I'm on the same. I don't want it to taste like nothing. The worst, the worst, worst, worst is when it tastes like soap or like perfume. Because then it's like, what are you covering up? Oh. I want there to be a natural. Pussy smell. It's I, I understand that a pussy has some sort of like a smell or like, or like a taste in some way. Yeah. That makes sense. You know? And that's what I, that's what you want. But if it's, it, it can get a little extreme. Do you eat after gym pussy? That depends on the person and the pussy, I guess. Okay. But yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah. I'd I love a nasty man. I want someone who's like, I don't give a fuck. I just yeah. want to fuck you right now and I'll take you in any state. And like- in my lifetime, there's only been a couple times where there, I mean, less than five where I've been like, that is, I'm not okay with putting my face near that. So you ha- you've had to turn fishy? down pussy. Sorry. Not, I'm not like you have to go home. But just kind of like, we're going to wrap this up pretty quick. You know, Do like you eat them out still. Like no, you take no, no, the no. Team? no, there was one time that always comes into my head, like specifically where I like, we were both naked and then like, and I had been talking big game. I genuinely love eating pussy. I, I really do enjoy it. And I'd been talking a big game and like, I like, um, I like bent her over my knee and I could, I, when I would like, I was like spanking her and I could smell it from there. Oh, like really smell. And I was like, this is not going to be okay. Oh, how do girls not notice this? This is a hot topic. <sighs> yeah. Girls check your pussy. I don't know. Like it was winter Just time. Go- Maybe she had been like hibernating a little bit too much or something like that. This was, uh, this was back where it gets cold in Oklahoma. So I always smell though. Like I'll open and you, you know, you do the little waft test. You and see waft. If you- <laughs> yeah. I have my fingers right in there and I'm like, hmm. <laughs> dude, I do that She's with good. my, I do that with my fucking dick. Like if I know, like if for whatever reason I've been out for a while that day or whatever, I'll fucking I'll do a fucking sniff test a sink, a sink bath yeah I'll wash my a dick in the sink I'm not above bath. that yeah I'll do a little horse bath horse bath yeah, yeah for sure that's just respectful that is right? respectful it is respectful you know also I don't want to be the stinky dick guy no. I don't want I don't want I have, to, I have what if that girl has a podcast guy. right and yes. now they're sitting on a pink couch going and his dick stunk and so it's like we've had those that's yeah what I'm I sure wonder. you have do you Who think my high cheese was that Tyler no that was me that was my high school ex-boyfriend do you think he listens and he's like oh man I'm smeg my dick <laughs> i'm dick was cheese. he uncircumcised he was and he, he was circumcised uh, oh, what's it <laughs> yeah it was cakey Woo, that's <gasps> fucking gross oh, dude. not that he's uncircumcised but that yeah so we talked about it. there Shmeg being foreign objects in there Have like you, a cheerio faucet so <laughs> I, I, <laughs> just a little crumbs from the night before oh, 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 oh. i had to ask so him gross. to shower before that's crazy. Any, have you ever had to ask somebody to shower like subtly? You don't. Before but sex? you can't clean a pussy by showering. Do you know what I mean? 
Like you, you have to shower the inside of your body by chugging a gallon of water. But I, I also feel like, like there's open m- up the lips and get all the fucking shower water in there. <laughs> like, if you got a detachable hose, you just squirt it all up in there. That's true. <laughs> I feel like that could help for sure. I've but I there. do feel like if it's that bad, that's it's indicative of a larger problem. Mm-hmm. Which, you know. which water usually helps, ladies. It does. Water, watermelon juice. Water your pussies. Water your pussies. Twenty twenty three. That's gonna be the episode title. Oh yeah. Water, Water your, your pussy pussies. featuring Matt Ross. Featuring Matt Ross. Great. <laughs> Matt Ross says to water your pussy. On brand. Water your pussies, bitch. <laughs> is that is that on brand? It's on brand know. for us. <laughs> yeah, it's on brand. I don't know what's on brand for me. What's your um can you give us like a quick like blow by blow of your uh, podcast? Like what you guys talk about? Fuck man. That's a great question. It's, um, it's like literally it's the core of a comedy pot. Like we literally just talk about whatever we might tell stories and then we'll just like riff on something. We had a riff the other day about like if Rudolph was a non-binary reindeer oh. and just did a whole thing about that. So it's, I mean, it's like, a quintessential comedy podcast. Like it's, there's no, we're not doing segments. We don't bring like, uh, like questions. We very rarely do guests. Like we had one guest at the beginning because we kind of, it was like a, like one of our friends who has like a pretty big following. And then like, he was like auditioning for something and like, couldn't even really share it. And so we were just kind of, he was like, cause we say wild shit and he was just like, yeah, I can't really share that. So since then, we haven't really even had guests. Like, we just oh. do our, it's us three, or if, like, this week's uh, is me and Jeff, because Josh was out of town. So um, it's it's literally, like, if you just want to, like, laugh and, like, not have to take anything too serious. If you're watching this episode and you're like, I love this, but, like, man, when they were talking about spirituality, that was too much, listen to my dumb fucking podcast. <laughs> So we actually, we do that. We, most episodes are dumb because we're high. So we just do yeah. like dumb stoner humor and thoughts. It's uh-huh. more like stoner comedy. So. Y'all ever wonder why there's no donkeys in Donkey Kong? Whoa. Whoa. I never have. Whoa. Holy shit. Dude, what? <laughs> that kind of blew my mind. Uh, I got to think about that later. <laughs> uh, give it a good I gotta, I gotta I it a See, I can things. be stoner. I can be cool. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so the, we do have a segment at the end because we sometimes get lost into serious conversations. I never want to like rid the audience of those things. And a lot of our like reviews include like not only the comedy side, but the fact that while they're laughing, there's like tidbits of stuff that they're like, wait, I actually learned from that. Yeah. We're making like comp, we're making healing sexy and funny. Yeah. Mm, well, that's know? cool because in, I was thinking that while we were on our little spiritual tiff, I was like, man, should we be funny? Because like, that's like where my head goes because you could be funny in your it, answers. It, well, the people will, but then I thought like, I know you and I've had conversations with you about it and I've seen some clips and stuff of you guys talking about real stuff. And I thought, oh, I bet their followers actually enjoy some of that stuff. Whereas like for me, like if I start talking too much about shit like that on our podcast, I'm like, we haven't talked about cum in like 90 seconds. We got to, we got to get back to the cum. (laughs) That's what, that's why we have sex stuff like prepared. I'm like, fuck. Okay. We just talked about drug abuse for a while and like healing shit. So let's like do some funny stuff. I mean, we can finish it off with Stony Baloney. I love Twitter. Hell, human. This is exactly what I'm talking about. 
Humanity is facing the threat of nuclear war. Conversations between leaders from a place of strength, empathy, wisdom, and love is the way out. Survival of human civilization depends on it. And then it's just you being like, is my ass Instagram appropriate or? I know, it's literally <laughs> me that. dressed as a devil bent over on the staircase I in lingerie. I love that. The yeah. I feel like Twitter, everyone's man. on shrooms. Yeah, it's the duality of man. We realize that there are problems that need to be uh, taken care of, but also tits are awesome. Do you have a favorite type of tit? Real. I like real tits. <laughs> That's a good answer. For real. No, like I really don't like fake tits. I like real tits. I actually, Emily, no offense, prefer kind of smaller tits. No not, offense taken. I do too. But like, like, I don't know what I would be able to do with those. They just No, like, I know what I would do with them. Don't worry about that. <laughs> I just, I know, I know exactly what I do, but <laughs> what would you do? I also like, just, stick a, my dick yeah, there. just, I mean, there's all sorts of stuff. I, I don't want to make Emily feel uncomfortable, but we thank sexualize you. her all the time. Yeah, it I happens know. a lot. Yeah. I don't want to do that, but I just know it. I've thought about it. And, uh, <laughs> I love a girl with a big ass and tiny titties too. Yeah. Same. Mm. That's my type. I like it. I need to get my ass back. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to go to the gym this morning. And then I didn't. That's Same. Okay. I was like, you know what? I have a cute ass. It's fine. You do have a cute <laughs> ass. I think you still have a great ass. It's definitely not the ass you met me with, though. Yeah, but that was also like 40 pounds heavier. Shout out to Boston Barbell. Shout out to Boston yeah. Barbell for How real. You know that. Wow. That's crazy. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Shout out. We love them. We love a man who pays attention. Goddamn right. I pay attention. <laughs> Remember what about... Wow, I can't speak. See? I'm flustered. You paid attention. I know. <laughs> I'm caught off well, guard. Wow, you guys ah! are starved for attention over here. I That's actually am starred. We're done. <laughs> Go Good boom, podcast. Boom. See you guys next Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> what are you looking up? These are all fucking lame. What if we do the hot takes game? Let me grab that. Let's do it. Because that's like random shit. Hot takes, the party game of spicy opinions. Okay. I love a good hot take. All right. Hot takes. Good looking people always have worse personalities. They, All, did, they didn't have to try. Always is, uh, always is not the word that I would use, but if we're looking at numbers. I know, because I'm right yes. here and I'm fucking, I know. Well, it's also like I, I identify as an attractive person and I like to like, think I have a pretty good personality. I would so, say so. Yeah, see? But you're also another hot person. So it's like, with does your opinion even count? Yeah, with a good personality. Does our opinion Same count? Same with all three of us. I don't even know if our opinions count. And Did we're we white. grow up ugly, though? I think that's the real question. If you that's grew up ugly, question. you develop a personality. I don't know that I was ugly, but I definitely wasn't like the, the fucking the bell of the ball, you know? Yeah, I had like a Bieber haircut. I've always been a little kind a of like Bieber? pudgy. Yeah. Yeah, I had the like typical sixteen-year-old boy haircut. Mm. You know, the little quiffle. Is that what it's called? Quiff? A, a quiffle? Well, Wait, that sounds. That sounds right. Yeah, I think it is right. Quiffle? Quiff? Quiffle? Quiffle? No, a whiffle cut. Oh, that's That's not a word I've ever heard. A whiffle cut. Okay, sure. <laughs> I've never heard that in my life. Really? I think it's a Massachusetts thing. Maybe that's what I think. Okay, all right. First one. Brangelina over Brad and Jen. I'd not what fucking stupid enough to have an I, opinion on that. Me either. Keep going. I don't That's give a fuck. Insane that they you thought sleep that with was a, top a good sheet? one. No, no. Oh, what? I don't either. No. Why would I need to sleep with the top sheet? Because the feeling of the, the, 
I have a super soft, beautiful blanket and it feels great. But what about keeping it clean? What do you mean? How dirty are you when you get in bed? I don't know. Maybe uh, yeah, that depends. Sometimes yeah. I don't shower. I'm going to be honest. I really don't care about the like cleanliness of my sheets like that. Like I wash them enough. But like, What's I'm how not, often is enough? Like a like a, every couple weeks, probably. That's better than most guys. Yeah, like I feel I don't like I really, feel like every week. I honestly think that people who are too obsessed about being clean are weak. Okay. I agree, and their immune system's weak. That's oh, that's do better. Yeah, yeah. Am I attacking Emily unknowingly right now? <laughs> a little um, bit of a no, clean freak. Just, a little sometimes. It depends yeah. on the area, though. Yeah, I so think it came fine. about because of the pandemic. Maybe Emily would clean everything and she's like, we're going to get sick. And I'm like, I was just at a party with 150 people. We're absolutely getting sick. (laughs) We have COVID now. Yeah. 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 I did give her COVID. I grew up in a a hoarder house, like a very severe hoarder. So you've like swung back the other way. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. But I'm still messy because of ADHD. So it's like. Yeah. I feel you. How clean am I? What are your thoughts on pronouns? Um, They exist. (laughs) I'll talk, I'll talk about pronouns. Do it. <laughs> I think I think that I'll call you whatever you want me to call you. Um, ones don't get upset if I call you the wrong one on accident. Yeah, I agree. People with that. make mistakes. It's totally fine. Mm-hmm. You know. I uh, but yeah, I'm, I'll call you whatever. I I support trans people entirely. I don't. You know. <laughs> You're saying it like it's a PR. You're like I support. The I trans do. I I support the trans don't community. Me. I mean the unfortunate reality about anything like that is there's going to be people who take advantage of it. So there there are people who are like full of shit. Um, and just want to be called something different because it makes them feel special and they've never felt special in their whole life. So they want to identify as this or that just so they have something to correct people yep. about and feel special about. That's not a majority. That's just what happens with anything that yeah. at all. I agree. I yeah. think most of it is people who really don't feel comfortable in their bodies and identify mm-hmm. as another person. Wow. That's why Such when I don't feel uncomfortable, answer. I just identify as my little slut. And that's what I asked Jamie to call me. My little slut. I like that. I like being called a little slut. Okay. Hot take. Yoga pants should only be used for yoga. Fuck no. Absolutely not. I'm How wearing yoga are... pants. Yeah, dude. No. You guys look comfortable and I get mm-hmm. to look at butts. That's tight. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck but no. But yoga pants were like, guys loved yoga pants in high school. It was such a way it to was. see all the girls' yeah. asses. And parents were like, oh my God, it's a pandemic of asses. See, I went to a Catholic school where girls wore little plaid skirts. Oh, so, how was that? Fuck a yoga pants. I'm trying to fucking catch you on a windy day. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. yeah. That Did was cool. Did you ever cool. catch anyone on a windy day? No, everybody wore gym shorts under them or they would wear volleyball shorts, which are just like cut off yoga pants. So you can't really see anything, but it's still. He's like, I tried. Oh, yeah. Especially if a classroom is set up where you're sitting face to face with somebody on the other side of the room and they're sitting and they're. That's so interesting. That the classroom like, set up like that. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I'd probably peek. I like a horny little high schooler, man. I feel like that probably hasn't changed. No. I mean, I'm not a high schooler, but I'm, and I'm also not attracted to high schoolers. Yay for that. I grew out of that. Thank God. (laughs) Right at the right time. (laughs) Same. Yeah. What's the youngest you would, you would date? Or fuck. Oh, well, date and fuck are different questions. Are they? Yeah, of course. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Mm, 
probably like 23 maybe. Okay, at least this is I'm not below the 20s. No, 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 okay, no, no. Okay. I think like 21 is even pushing it. Cause also here's the deal. Like I have a little brother who's about to turn 23 and I see some of the girls that he's friends with and they look really young. And some of them I've known since he was like in middle school. So I can see them. They're full grown adults with all with boobies and all. But I remember what they looked like when they were in like, and I can't get that shift out of my head which makes all people that age seem really young to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's hard. But like to to date, probably not much older, like 25, something like that. Dating, honestly, it really just depends on what that person has been through and what their perspective is. Some people are just fucking immature. Because they've yeah. never been through anything. Exactly. So not to get back on our spiritual I, high horses. No, I but, think some people are such pussies with what they've been through too. They're like, yeah. they're like, my parents got divorced. And I'm like, wow, grow up. Stop was your dad a drug trafficker who went to prison? True. Yeah. And then died after? No, mm. shut up. Exactly. Shut up, Grant. <laughs> that was like only one eighteenth of the exactly. drama, That's too. Such a so small it's thing. like, I have no sim. I really don't have sympathy for people. Yeah. <laughs> I just could care less about their feelings, to be quite honest. I think I have empathy, but I don't necessarily always have sympathy for people. That's what yeah, I mean. I, I'm empathetic mm. of their situation. I feel for them, but I, I literally don't care. Oh, shit. <laughs> So I should we wrap yeah, it up? I have well, one question. Recording. Oh, what's your question for us? You guys like chicken wings? Yeah. Yeah. But okay. I, I prefer chicken fingers. I prefer Are, flats. That's my girl right there. I like that. What an ironic thing for her to like being flat. <laughs> um, Honestly, she wants a reduction, so it makes sense. Um, I do. Are you ranch or blue cheese? Neither. Ranch. If I had to choose. Honey mustard. I fucking love Emily now. <laughs> Honey mustard. Oh, well, you're Emily's eating chicken fingers because you're a 12 year old. No. Chicken fingers with honey mustard, though. Honey mustard is fire. We just had Chick fil A. So good. I know. I know. Okay. That was like my hard hitting final question. Oh, that hit hard. Do you have any other questions? Anal or. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, for real, though, like we're on the third floor of a Miami high rise night now. I legit don't feel comfortable in this building. Well, I get scared. I get scared that it will collapse. <laughs> You're afraid yeah. of heights? Yeah, I'm serious. No, or just collapse. I'm afraid buildings. of heights and buildings here are, were, are not built to code. No, they're not. They're you guys should not. move somewhere else. <laughs> He's like, thank you. I will so, not be coming back. <laughs> yeah. So oh. if I, if this, if this podcast is the death of me, I love you guys. <laughs> I love mom. I love dad. Yeah. Do you want to oh. dedicate I died this? in a Miami mudslide. <laughs> hey, uh, but, yeah, that's all right. good. where could everyone find you? Uh, Matt Ross comic on all platforms. Super easy. And triple F podcast. Also on every, anywhere you listen to your podcast, unless you listen to it on like iHeartRadio radio when you're fucking weird. Like it's on Apple, it's on Spotify, it's on YouTube. We're in the Dirty Talk Comedy Tour currently, which is uh, coming to a city near you. We actually are in Miami on uh, in January, like oh, January 11th or something like that at the Miami Improv. So, oh shit, maybe we'll come. Maybe, <laughs> maybe we you will. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thank right. you guys. Well, this <laughs> has been fantastic. Thanks you so much for listening in and following us on Instagram. You dumb fucking horse. Now I'm going to go get high as fuck. So light up a blunt and then um, engage with us on social media. You filthy fucking stoners. Peace out. Hell yeah.